You're listening to an audio resource from Redemption Hill Church. This resource is not meant to be a replacement for participation at a local church, but an accessory to the care you're receiving from your own pastors. To learn more about Redemption Hill Church or to give to our ministry, visit redemptionhilldsm.org. Every Square Inch, the Dominion Mandate. Down the rabbit hole I go. Every pastor has their favorite quotes, and I am no exception. Whether it's from Augustine, Calvin, or Charles Spurgeon, quotes can make a point, turn a phrase, or leave you mesmerized with the desire to hear more. Here's one of my favorite quotes from 19th century Dutch theologian Abraham Kuyper. I quote, There is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. If you rejoice in the sovereignty of God over all things, you love this quote. It might be hanging up in your living room. Christ rules over all that he has created. From on high, King Jesus is reigning down at the right hand of the Father. Our ancient creeds, and the Reformed Christian tradition affirm the present kingship of Jesus. However, I wonder how many Christians, pastors, and theologians understand the implications of declaring that Jesus is sovereign over every square inch. So many Christians, even in the Reformed tradition, theologically believe Jesus is sovereign, yet functionally live with their hair on fire. After watching only five minutes of Fox News or MSNBC, Christians melt down in the corner with their arms holding their knees. Now, hear me out. Sometimes the world is on fire. I get it. Could you find me the closest fire extinguisher? But the fire taking place does not mean Christ is not sovereign. Nor does it mean that the will of Christ does not continue to move forward over his creation. Quite the opposite is true. Jesus rules, and no one can take that away from him. And the will of God is being worked out over every square inch of his creation. Agriculture and animals. The other day I was helping my wife bring in a young colt. She pulled out the iPhone and recorded it, and it ended up on social media. I believe she called us, quote, barn bros, end quote. A friend of mine saw the video and made a comment about taking dominion. He pointed out that God has entrusted man to take dominion over creation, which includes the plants and animals. I'll speak more about that briefly, but I first want to offer an observation. Since moving from my hometown of Dubuque, Iowa, I have lived in urban and suburban areas, including the Twin Cities of Minnesota and the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill Metro. Rural America was simply a place I drove through to get to the next big city. But in 2018, my wife asked me about living in the country. I did not have a reason to not live in the country, provided I could effectively be a pastor of a small church plant. Well, it all worked out and we found ourselves a big old farmhouse across the gravel road from a sowing cornfield. After building a considerable chicken coop on wheels, the Powers family settled in in rural Iowa. 
as each week went by and my appreciation for the country for the country life grew i began to notice the value of getting my hands dirty after building the coop i built several raised beds for my wife the chickens were a source of eggs and meat and the gardens gave us produce there was something satisfying about working with my hands yes i was serving my wife but i also took dominion over our home the farmers in the field also offer an example of individuals taking dominion over the land in may the seed goes into the ground and the crop is harvested in the fall a lot goes on between planting and harvest so the farmer needs to know the land where have crops been washed out when there is too much rain what is the plan if there is a drought taking dominion requires taking responsibility and embracing the challenges that exist in land so my observation is this taking dominion in the areas designated to you by god is hard work and requires taking responsibility back to the beginning the mandate from god for man to take dominion over the earth is first found in Genesis 1. After we read that God created man and woman in his image and likeness, we read, and God blessed them. And God said to them, quote, "Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth." That's Genesis 1, verse 28. out of everything in God's creation and there's a lot only man and woman are created in his image and likeness not even the angels god has entrusted his image bearers to steward creation we continue to read in genesis 1 and i quote and god said behold i have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit you shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth everything that has a breath of life i have given every green plant for food that's genesis 1 verses 29 and 30 the text could not be more explicit creation was created for man before the fall and the law man's objective has been to make babies fill the earth and teach that god's creation is for man and woman to take dominion over the land the plants and the animals theologians call the dominion mandate a creation ordinance in genesis 1 and 2 there is clear guidance about how man and woman are to live what you have been told within christian circles there have been several prevailing messages about the relationship between man and god's creation the first message is really no message at all there's no teaching on the relationship between man and creation when a christian picks up packaged chicken from the grocery store there is never a thought that the chicken came from an egg it was raised then butchered When a Christian grabs the bag of apples 
there's no interest in thinking about where the apples came from. Apple trees are simply something you read about in a book in the fourth grade. I'm not looking to know if the chicken had a name, and I do not need to know the person who picked the apple. But the lack of interest reveals that in our microwave culture, where everything is immediate and neatly given to us, there is a lack of understanding about taking dominion over God's creation. The second message has to do with gasoline in a match. It's the let it burn segment of Christianity. These folks do not see the creation or a vocation for that matter as something to be stewarded by God. But because the world is going to hell in a handbasket, there is no need to try to redeem it. These folks have a pessimistic view of the world. Both groups may affirm that Jesus is Lord over every square inch, but they need to see the implications of Jesus being Lord over every square inch. Aside from the inconsistency, I am convinced that it is unbiblical to be naive or negative toward God's creation and his created order. What you need to know. In Luke 10, Jesus sends out his disciples two by two. They do not go out as Mormon missionaries, but as followers of God who have been given authority from Jesus. This was boot camp for what was coming down the road. And here's what we read after the disciples returned. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. End quote. Luke 10, verses 17 to 20. It was not just the faithful eleven and their plus one, Judas, who were sent out. Seventy-two people went out, and they all had the authority of God. Of course, the focus of this passage is on evangelism. Jesus is preparing his followers to carry forward the gospel message after his ascension. But once again, the reason why they were able to go is that Jesus gives them authority. Matthew 28 makes the same point. And I quote, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. Combining two points. There might be a temptation to focus on the spiritual over the physical or the physical over the spiritual. And the fact is that God has called his people to have dominion over both aspects of his creation. The physical and spiritual are deeply intertwined. We are not supposed to parse out the spiritual from the physical or vice versa. 
What does this mean? As Christians obey Matthew 28, God's elect people will respond to the voice of their shepherd. When God spiritually awakens a person, then there are physical implications. For example, if God saves saves a husband and a father, how he loves his wife and children will change because the gospel demands change. How he views money, sex, entertainment, etc. will change. If God saves a verbally abusive or porn-addicted husband, then there will be a noticeable change. And then a wife and a children will be affected positively. The change might be incremental, but incremental steps of change into the image of Christ is a massive change from the old sterile and abusive ways. Here's my point. As the gospel of Jesus Christ continues to be preached, families and communities will change to the glory of God. When this happens, God's image bearers must realize they are to have dominion over everything God has given them. A home is where a place where godly dominion can be exercised. A job or a career is a place where dominion can be exercised. When dad volunteers to coach little Johnny's baseball team, there are opportunities to exercise dominion. You do not have to be a farmer to fulfill the dominion mandate. You need to have a human pulse, a regenerate heart, and an eagerness to obey. Take dominion. In summary, over every square inch of God's creation, Jesus Christ cries, Mine. And the way that the authority of Christ is brought to bear is through God's people, the church, universal and local. We are to take dominion by proclaiming the gospel and by, and by developing communities where the teachings of Christ are lived out. Obeying the dominion mandate is hard work, but it is the responsibility of the Christian to pursue it. You're listening to an audio resource from Redemption Hill Church. This resource is not meant to be a replacement for participation at a local church, but an accessory to the care you're receiving from your own pastors. To learn more about Redemption Hill Church or to give to our ministry, visit redemptionhilldsm.org.